0: Good morning, reptile entrepreneurs. I am Bill Strand, and I am here with Carolyn LaFramboise from Fram's Cam. Carolyn, welcome to the podcast. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about what is Fram's Camps, a basic overview, because uh, this podcast goes out to people all over the reptile community, and so uh, many of them aren't as uh, as familiar with chameleons.
1: So Fram's Camps is a a breeding a chameleon breeding um, hobby that we got into, and it turned off into more of a business for us, which we were lucky enough to say that it's it's able to to be helpful to us and and support us. Economically, and and help us out in that respect. But we do breed panther chameleons mostly. Um, we focus on that in our home, so it is a home-based business. But it's my husband and I, and um, we've been doing this for about mm, upwards of six or seven years now, um, and enjoying every minute of it.
0: All right. So the uh, focus of this particular interview is on the uh, the structure, the digital footprint structure that you've put together for your business mm-hmm. and that would have the the main components being the website and social media uh could you please uh, go through a quick history of how you built up your uh your digital footprint and the decisions as <laughs> to why you chose that direction
1: absolutely so when we started to um reach out to the public. We started kind of small local pet stores, that sort of thing. But when we decided to go kind of connect with a a bigger audience, we definitely were focusing on social media. So we got the Instagram account, we had a, you know, we have um, a Facebook page and Facebook account. And we're just kind of branching out in those avenues to begin with. Um, I think Facebook in the very beginning was where we spent most of our energy, um, getting involved in the different chameleon forums, kind of trying to build our page a little bit, get followers in that respect. And then Instagram started becoming more of a pull when Facebook really started to be very strict about, um, you know, just animal sales and and selling animals. So you know, it was you had to be very careful about what you said and how you put it out there. And at that point, our Instagram um, Frams Cam's account had started growing a little bit more. So we definitely were focused more in that respect. It's it's quick, it's easy. It's uh, you know, it used to be just as simple as a quick picture and a little caption, and you know, it would get out there with the right hashtags. And over the course of time. Um, As our business grew, we introduced our website um, after those two were kind of firmly established. And then we've, you know, had some ups and downs with the social media, but the website is pretty steady, which is great.
0: So what went into your decision as to, okay, now we need a website?
1: So we were definitely having more people reach out to us as far as sales and again, with the difficulties that that brings with social media, we knew we needed another outlet that we could direct people to. Um, so I started just with a Shopify account and kind of built our built our website, we did have the help of a, a website designer in the beginning. Um, and he had kind of actually he had created something on a different platform, but it was really hard for me, being a complete, you know, newbie to all of this, you know, mm-hmm. tech, online tech stuff. Um, I really couldn't access the platform that he set up easily. Everything had to go through him, and it just wasn't something that was helpful. Um, with chameleons, you kind of are constantly, you know adding more pictures and and putting mm-hmm. up different different chameleons and, and it just wasn't working out. So I had you know researched a little bit, decided I was going to try Shopify and it's it's been really um actually not not bad. I okay. I have been able to kind of put time into it, figure it out. Um they have a great support system. So if you, you know, need support, there's people there that you can talk to and 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 do that so now we try to put most of our sales on that website um, and it actually really streamlines the process i i love it when people buy off the website it's a lot easier
0: so in the beginning when you first started the website what were the features that were most valuable for you to have on a website
1: I knew that obviously I wanted to be able to, you know, showcase some of the chameleons that we had for sale. So I definitely mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that we could do that, kind of in an individualized way, um, something where somebody could go on and see one chameleon, and you know, people like to pick. So it's it was important to be able to do that, um, having a section for like pictures of our breeders that we have, um, that was important because, you know, you like to show off, you know, the adult chameleons that you have that are in full color. And if I say, you know, oh, this baby came from a flash baby for people to be able to actually go on and see more pictures of flash was important. Um, Having an area for care, uh, which I, you know, your Chameleon Academy website was, was so helpful in that, in that situation because, you know, Brian and I have been kind of taking the care that you have outlined for chameleon Academy and putting out Mm -hmm. there into the community. And we've kind of adopted that as our, our baseline. Um, And and that's exactly what it's for. So yes. (laughs) Yeah. And being able to showcase that on our website and actually put a link to your website was something that I felt pretty strongly about. I wanted to give people somewhere and links that they could go to for more research. Because I mean, when I got into this, it was going down rabbit holes of, you know, of information. And I, I think that that's important for people. And I appreciate Mm -hmm. when people take the time to do that. Um, I also wanted to be able to highlight, like, things that people ask us questions about. So where do we get our cages? Where do we, what do we, you know, recommend for a mister? What do we do? You know, those types of things. So I had created like, you know, an Amazon shopping list just to, for people to have an idea of these are all of the things that we use at Fram's Cams. They work for us. Um, you can get them here if you want, or you can get them, you know, other places too. And we had, you know, other websites that we recommend people going to as well.
0: Uh, How, uh, how did you find the transition? You were doing everything on social media. And so you built up a relationship and a communication style with people on social media. How was the transition to the website as far as people? Did they, did they transition easily? I
1: think for a lot of people, um, they did, you know, we were able to put our, put our website on our Instagram page on, in our bio. Um, so we could kind of start linking that. And when I can't even remember when in the history of like stories and, and all of that came to be, Mm -hmm. but when you were able to, to flash a story up and put a link to your website and then people can easily click on it, which was really, really simple. Um, I do think, and there still are a lot of people that just want to make that connection through Mm -hmm. messenger. They want that kind of one-on-one, um, you know, contact and, and just to know that we're legit and (laughs) we know what we're talking Mm -hmm. about. And, um, you know, so there is still a lot of that and we do try for obvious reasons. I'm sure we'll talk more about it as well, but we do try to get people to transition to the website as much as possible. Um, but it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It, it Mm -hmm. did take, it was kind of like, you know, if we'd get a sale a week, it would be like, woohoo, like this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as time has gone on and we've done, you know, more and more on the social media and then advertising, we have a lot more visitors per day and, and more, you know, conversions from, you know, wherever they are Mm -hmm. to the website. So.
0: What do you think it did for the perception of your company to have a website? Do you think it uh, had a an effect?
1: I do. I I definitely think it was a positive effect. I think that, and this is in in no means saying like you have to have a website, but I do think that there's a, you know, this this worry that you're a scam or you know, I mean, we're we're talking Mm -hmm. about somebody giving money to me and then me sending them something in overnight in the mail. And a lot of times that kind of takes weeks to set up. So there's a lot of trust there. And I think having that website absolutely made um, a difference in people understanding like, okay, this, this is legit. Like, you know, they have, we have this big testimonial area too, which I, again, on the website I think is really important for people to hear what, you know, past customers have had to say about our, you know, Brian and I and Mm -hmm. um, Fram's cam. So I think that that has been really important for us. Um, I think it just makes that transition easier when they go onto the website, they can see what we have, but they can also see that, you know, the kind of supports that we have there for them and people feel more comfortable.
0: Before you had the website, how would a typical sales transaction go?
1: So it was reaching out through like instant message on Facebook or in DMs and Instagram. And, you know, there was just a lot of talking, a lot of picture sharing. Um, And then it was, you know, through a PayPal transaction mostly or Venmo. And now it's, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of evolved into cash app and a few, you know, a few others that are convenient for people. Um, But it it's really challenging as you're getting busier and busier and busier the num- the sheer numbers of people that are reaching out there, because for everybody that does buy a chameleon, there are probably 10 to 15 that are not going to buy a chameleon, but they are still looking for that same level of mm-hmm. co- communication. And we always want to give that we always strive to give that but um, the website was just another way for us to be like, well, you know, if you're interested in more, you can go to our website and you can check it out. So it kind of took a little bit off of that, um, that personal connection for like every single person that was, that was asking questions because it it does become something that will take over your life (laughs) Um, in a good way. I mean, Brian and I really do strive to have great customer service. And I think that that's one thing that sets us apart from, um, yeah, there are a lot of people out there that are wonderful. I'm not saying it sets us apart from other people, but, Mm -hmm. I think people are happy when they come to us with the level mm-hmm. of, of communication and willingness that we have to to talk to each other.
0: Okay. So now that you have a website and it's it's matured a number of years, what is mm-hmm. the purchase experience now for the, from the customer's perspective?
1: Good. I think it's pretty it's pretty streamlined there. People can go on and see what we have available, so that is, you know, on me for keeping it up to date so you know it definitely is something that you do need to keep up on um because it's not like i'm selling shirts that i'm selling that same shirt in that same color all of the time Mm -hmm. you know it's easy for that to just be like oh okay i have 15 available or i have 20 available but with chameleons you definitely want to be individualizing it for each chameleon and then as they sell, taking them down and putting new chameleons up. So there's a whole level of, you know, work that you have to do with your website on a regular basis. But when a customer comes on, um, one of the first things they can see are the available chameleons. We wanted that to be very easy. I don't want people to have to be searching all over for for that page. Um, And they can click on those chameleons. I usually have, you know, a little blurb about the chameleon. I try to talk a little bit about, you know what it looks like, what its temperament is with us, even though that absolutely can change. Um, it's kind of some links. So with females, like I always have that you know disclaimer in there that females need labans and you know there's another level with females, but it's right out there, very easily seen. Um, I have a link to your website on each chameleon that we that we sell. And then, if they decide to purchase, they can click, you know, the the button and put their information in. And you know, with the the website, people are able to use, you know, credit, debit, you know, whatever um, kind of form of payment that they wish to make. And it's pretty seamless. So, you know, for me on my side, it's in one click. I can. I have their address, I have their email, their phone number, everything that I need, which is mm-hmm. just so much easier than <laughs> that it is sometimes when you're, you know, have a hundred messages back and forth in a DM. So, All
0: right. well, one thing I know that it's uh, a tricky when you're dealing with a live animal is the shipping. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how do you determine the rate that you're going to charge? And do you deal with hub to hub shipping? And how do you arrange that?
1: Yeah, so I do have um, on every chameleon we purchase, the, our terms and conditions go out and just some of the, the background of, of what people need to know. And one of those things is that we will never, ever ship a chameleon until we have made contact with someone and we have absolutely like people know where it's going to, what the date is going to be, because we're only, a, I have a lot of people reach out and say, well, can I get this tomorrow? and the answer to that is is typically no. Um we ship we try to ship once a week, um possibly twice a week if if we need to. Um just because we personally drive them to the closest hub near us so that they're not sitting on a truck, they're not sitting out in you know the elements dur- for an entire day. So typically on a Tuesday night, Brian and I will get home from work, we'll pack our chameleon's up that are leaving. And then, you know, make the, the half hour trip to the hub and drop them off seven-ish. Um, and then, you know, typically they're, they're where they need to be, their final destination by the next morning, hopefully. But before that even happens, I'm constantly reaching out to people, recommending hub to hub. In temps, like winter temps, it's, it's a must. Like it, it just has mm-hmm. to be hub to hub. Um, even sometimes in the summer when it's too hot, it it definitely needs to be hub to hub. And most of the time people are very, very understanding about that. And obviously they're, they're getting a chameleon because they want a healthy pet and, you know, they want to do what's best for the animal already. So that's never really an issue.
0: Uh, could you give a, a brief definition of what hub to hub means?
1: Sure. So we use um, shipping reptiles. A lot of people are are shipping with um, a FedEx. So when we say a FedEx hub, we're talking about an area, a building that you can go to that they will directly ship the chameleon to. And people can go in, give their name, and they'll pick their chameleon up at that hub. Um, It saves time on the delivery truck. There is no delivery truck, which is really nice because As much as you want to say, oh, they're going to put it in, you know, the temperature controlled, you know, front seat with them. You just don't know. (laughs) And sometimes, you know, they're not there by the time that they were guaranteed by. So if they're on that delivery truck, they could be in the back of that truck in the temps for, you know, until four o'clock. So it just it really is definitely the safest option to go to.
0: Yeah, it removes the most risky part of the journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, most often they are at their destination hub before it opens up in the morning, which makes it a lot easier for people that, you know, aren't wait, you're not waiting at your house all day, you're kind of a, a slave to your home, if you're waiting mm-hmm. for your cam to come to your home address. So having it be at a hub, it, at least you know, it's it's safe, I can either get it first thing, or, you know, if, somebody has to work and they don't have any other options, it will be there, you know, when they, when they get out of work.
0: Now, how do you calculate what you're going to charge for the overnight shipping?
1: So Brian and I decided to do just a flat rate. Um, what we have done, I mean, we live up in new England, so it it really, I think if it was, if we lived in kind of the, the middle part of the United States, it, it might be a lot different, uh, different prices but because we are kind of on one side of the united states and everything is is going you know kind of a far distance i'm in california i know what you're talking about yeah yeah kind of that average that average price Mm -hmm. so it um we try to keep it fair we we try to absolutely um you know we i think because we have been doing it for such a long time now, we've actually been able to work with our shipping companies, and we do get discounted um, prices as well. So we're able to keep that that price down a little bit. Um,
0: okay, but in the Shopify uh, website that you have, you have a set price. Okay, and that yes,
1: it's a flat. It's a flat price.
0: Yeah. So those of us who are Doing it on a lower scale, and we calculate out the price for each and every shipment. We know that it's a it varies wildly, and trying to put that into a website shipping computer, mm-hmm. unless you have your own live animal shipping account, uh, is right. uh, very difficult. And so, uh, that's yeah, doing yeah. a doing a flat rate yeah it is definitely. Uh, one way to do that. <laughs>
1: we started we started doing that in the very beginning and it works when you're you know you are only shipping a couple of chameleons a month or a week but when you're doing you know more than that it's it's a hard process so and it's hard to to translate that into a website and you know automatic shipping being calculated is tough so
0: Yeah. For those who haven't done it yet, uh, figuring out the shipping calculator is one of the uh, most stressful parts of setting up a website. And it always requires the tweaking to make it right. It's just a a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. I'll go ahead and take a moment here while I recover from the memories of what I have had to do. Uh, So (laughs) anyway. Uh, All right. So now let's start getting into the integration of the social media and the website. Uh, now that you have a mature mm-hmm. website, what is the relationship between Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and your website?
1: So we're trying to utilize social media to get our website out to the broader, you know, public. Um, I think that those, you know, Facebook and uh, Instagram and TikTok are great for reaching people that we wouldn't be able to reach on a regular basis. So, you know, not everybody is, is thinking, oh, like I want a chameleon. You know, it's easy when somebody's like searching up on, you know, Google or whatnot, you know, chameleons for sale. And it'll bring you to, you know, a, a whole bunch of us that, that are selling chameleons. But if you can get the word out there on social media and then those people click on your website just to see more, that's, that's the goal. So it's trying to... To get your audiences bigger obviously you you get caught up into this i want as many followers as i can get um there is this like sense of if i have the most followers you know it, it's going it's going to be wonderful and it's going to help my business and i that's a kind of a double-sided question there are, are absolute positives and there are some huge negatives to it as well
0: well let's go ahead and dive right into that let's talk about your instagram adventure mm -hmm. And I'll just let you start from the beginning and go through it because you have quite the story.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, gosh, I don't even. I think we started our Instagram back in 2017. I want to say, and of course, it was so super small. We that was when Instagram was purely just photos, and you know, just trying to get your things out and. You know, you would. I don't even know if we were using hashtags at that point. I don't think we knew what hashtags were, but (laughs) it grew very slowly, very, very slowly. And then this past year, so I, I want to say, twenty, it was twenty twenty two. We had gotten it up to eighteen thousand, I think, which was, I mean, for us, that was for a lot of people, that's a huge number. That's a pretty big number. Yeah, yeah, and then it got shut down. It was my birthday, so it was March 30th, 2022. <laughs> um as I was blowing the candles out of my cake and Brian was on, he's like something's wrong and it just sent us into this tailspin of pan it's absolute panic when you feel like, you know, I can't get in, my passwords aren't working. What the heck is going on? Because we had absolutely no like, we had no idea why, why it was happening, what was happening. Um, And so for weeks, we were trying to contact Instagram, trying to, you know, click on their support, click on anything that we could. We're reaching out to, you know, reptile influencers that we know, like, can you help? And people were so great to us, but it ju- it just wasn't going to work. Like, there was nothing that we could do. So we started a new account Um, you have to rename it. So you can't, you reuse the name. So we had to use, um, I think it was Cams underscore chameleon breeders at that point. And we slowly spend, you know, time trying to work it back up. And there's this sense of like, when I'm at 18, starting back from zero is defeating. Mm -hmm. And you just, you go through these cycles of I'm done like, I can't do this again. I don't want to do this again to, okay, let's, you know, we've got to get the, you know, the reels were starting to become big at that point. So we were like, we've got to get a reel every day. We've got to, you know, keep, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I would say probably about four months into that, it, we had a real go. And I, I can't even remember which one it was but when you had and you know this bill because you've had this happen to you when you have a reel and it goes viral for you was well, it the uh the um, praying
0: mantis happened?
1: one yeah i think it was i think the, it probably the praying was mantises is hatching again, yes and it was praying mantises hatching which is amazing and i i absolutely still love that that video but it has nothing to do with chameleons <laughs> yeah so you know you get all of these followers and and the followers are just going and going and going and you're like oh my goodness this is awesome but you're also realizing that it's it's not transferring into our business at all um so there's this level of you feel great because you're getting more followers and at least you look legitimate again you know it, mm-hmm. when you see your follower count and people see you know in march that we had 18k okay, they're, they must be, you know, a a good company. They're, they're legitimate. They've got 18,000 followers. That's awesome. Um, then it goes back down to zero and it's like, you feel like, Oh, Fram's cams. Who are they? Like, I don't know, (laughs) you know, even though it's like, Oh, wow. You just get caught up in that follower count and it's a, it's a vicious circle. But so anyway, videos start going viral. And then once you have one, it definitely is more, um, realistic that it's going to happen again or at least you're getting more views on a lot of the other things that you Mm -hmm, put up mm -hmm. so we shot from basically nothing in March to I I don't even know when it was November maybe we were at 62,000 and it was like this whirlwind of anything we put up like people are watching and it's kind of taking off and you know this is amazing But with that, you get a lot of people that are probably bots. Um, Mm -hmm. You get a lot of people from all over the world. You get a lot of people that just are not in the chameleon community. And that comes with criticisms of what you're doing, even though, you know, Brian and I pride ourselves on everything that we do. And we try to give our chameleons like the absolute best care but there are people out there that are just never going to see that. And, you know, they start putting comments on your, your videos and, you know, and then you start getting reported and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it just can come down just like that. And with, with Instagram, there's no sense of recourse. Like there is nobody to talk to when a video gets flagged. Like, yes, you can, um, ask them to look at it again. Um, but most often than not, it, it's just nothing's going to change. And when your account comes down like it did a second time, there's nobody that's going to be hearing you. So there's absolutely zero you can do about it except start over a third time. And, you know, hopefully we won't have to do it a fourth time. But um, it's it's like this cycle and it can be vicious at times.
0: How many times how many accounts have you taken from zero? To being taken down?
1: Um, We have taken two accounts from zero to be taken down. We're on our third now. Okay. And we're just, you know, we're trying to, again, you get this like defeated feeling for such a long time. Like for me, it coincided with me being back at work. So I had... I did not have as much time as I did over the Mm -hmm. summer for sitting and making the reels and, and, you know, doing those things. So for me, it was kind of like, why am I even doing this? Um, Brian has been much better about it than I have, but you know, we're, I think we're back at 2,700 and it's a pretty active um, account right now, which is exciting. You know, it's, it's -hmm. the people that have been with us from the beginning. They've, knew oh where'd you go like like something happened so they they sought us out they found us again um and we we can't even tell people how much we appreciate them for following us um but there's definitely more of a level of engagement in our account now versus when you're at sixty two thousand you just cannot you can't engage with with even that many people i don't know how people do it with hundreds of thousands of followers but
0: You've had all of this ups and downs with Instagram. What are the business implications of, number one, having your account suddenly disappear? Let's start with that.
1: I think there's this level of panic um, that you feel like, oh, my goodness, nobody is going to find us again. And, you know, I think initially there probably was a dip in people... Seeing our account, like the visits that we get per day, I think there was probably an initial dip. But for whatever reason, we were very lucky that it didn't seem to put a dent in the website business as much as we had both thought it would. Um, It definitely makes, you know, you value your website.
0: I definitely want to uh, dig into that because the whole reason for social media and putting all of this effort into social media is to bring traffic to the website. And so, but you've had this dynamic where your Instagram literally disappeared, but you didn't see a disastrous effect on the website. And so what do you Mm -hmm. think was, what was going on there?
1: Um, you know, it's it's funny. I wish that I knew, I you know, a lot about that. It it definitely was when we had our website crash. We definitely put a little bit more thought into different ways to engage people. So, Wait, I wasn't you said utilizing website that. crashed? Not the website. The uh I'm sorry, the Instagram oh, when oh, okay, the Instagram okay, crashed. Okay. Um, we had to think more about how to engage people through our website. So I wasn't utilizing before the email marketing as much um, as I should have been. So that became more of a priority for myself is just getting emails out, connecting with the people that had signed up. Advertising became became pretty important to us as well. So that was something that um, we definitely spent more time looking into and doing. So advertising on different platforms. So, you know, Google and Facebook and even on Instagram, um, just trying to get people to, you know, traffic to come over to the website. Um, Luckily enough, though, I think at that point, our name has been out there for some time. So what I think was happening too, is that when people get on and either you know whatever platform they might be on and they're asking for recommendations i think we do tend to be one of those people that are recommended by somebody at some point mm-hmm. so you know i think it helped that we have some history and that we have been in this for a certain amount of time um that our name is is one of those you know businesses that people will will recommend um okay. forms is another avenue that we you know, we advertise on as well. We're definitely enjoying being one of the sponsors on chameleon forums and try to be active, you know, on there at least to, you know, put up some announcements every now and then about, you know, fun things that are going on the website. So it's just trying to find all of those other avenues to, to, you know, use to your advantage, I guess, when it comes to traffic coming to your website.
0: Now, we know on Instagram and Facebook that they don't want you uh, doing any sort of animal sales and that they will go into your direct messages, private messages. So Mm -hmm. how do you deal with the situation where people who find you on Instagram are going to want to talk to you on Instagram about a sale? How do you deal with that situation?
1: Yeah, it's it is a it's a balance. Um, It's definitely a tough situation. We, of course, are always asking people to come to our website. Okay. Um, one of the things that Shopify has come out with, I think within the last year, I can't even remember when it happened, but there's a Shopify chat. So on our website, it's a you know chat with us button. So we have a lot of people that are using that option. And I absolutely love it because it's just an app on my phone, just like instant messenger is. Where it's an absolute safe place to talk about um, okay. the products that we have on our website. So we have a lot of people utilizing that. Um, we we definitely just try to, you know, move people to those more appropriate areas of um, what am I trying to say? Communication, yeah, if communication.
0: you will. So, Text method. Okay.
1: Yeah, like here's my number. Text me. <laughs> Brian okay. has a lot of people reaching out on um,
0: we know that social media you know, we'll, we'll say instagram because that's the one we're talking about right now uh mm-hmm. it has a way of being a black hole for your time and you can easily get caught up in instagram and spend all of your time on it uh, how mm-hmm. do you uh, how do you split up your time between social media marketing uh maintaining growing the website uh, what does that look like for you
1: Um, for Brian and I, it looks, I am more of the website person. So I'm, I'm the one that's, you know, keeping the website up to date. I'm the one that is mostly interacting with the people on Shopify chat. Although now when I'm at work, Brian, Brian will do that if he's at home. Um, and he's absolutely become more of the, you know, social media manager, I guess, if you, if you will. Um, he's, you know, 75% more on Facebook and Instagram than I am just because the ways our, our jobs work. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a full-time teacher. So when I'm at school, it's, it's next to impossible for me to do much
0: mm. other
1: than teach.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so when he's working, he does have a little bit more downtime or his schedule's a little bit more flexible, which is, which is great. Um, I will tend to be doing the very early morning um, Instagram or Facebook posts and I'll I'll try to do one later in the evening or I'll try to get some stories up at some point when I'm home. But for the most part, he and I split those duties a little bit and it seems to be working pretty well.
0: What do you see as the future for your website? Is there uh, some development you want to do with it or is it working exactly the way you want it?
1: Um, I think there's always things that I want to do. Um, it's for myself. I have zero training in you know any of this, so I've been learning as I go. I you know look at a lot of people's websites and get some inspiration there. There are definitely avenues that I want to you know go in. I there's kind of some ways that I don't love the way that my 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 website is set up right now um i don't think anybody else would would realize it or say oh yeah this this isn't working mm-hmm. i think everything works fine it's just i i see organizational things that i can do that that i have my eye on doing this year if i can find the time to do them um you know we're trying to be a little bit more into you know having some deals and having pr- promotional codes those always go over well um you know, we're trying to, to you know, get just get our name out there through other people as well.
0: All right. So let's say we have somebody who's starting out. They want to be a breeder and they're looking at the website, mm-hmm. social media, all this kind of stuff. Uh, if you were to do it all over again, uh, you were starting out at the beginning like they are. What kind of advice would mm-hmm. you give to as for? when to start a website, how to start a website and how to integrate with Mm -hmm. social media.
1: I think one of, one of the main things that I would say is, is really telling people not to start too quickly. I think when breeders start out, there's this rush to get, you know, a ton of eggs and a, and a ton of, you know, babies going. And that, has its huge challenges. And I know I'm more focused on the actual babies right now than I am the the social media and the website. But I think sometimes we get ahead of ourselves. And that proves to be very, very challenging. Um, I would definitely say get social media started, you know, get your name out there. Um, but I would almost hold off on websites until you definitely have a need for it. If, if you have people that you know, are coming to you and, and asking you questions and you just don't have the time to, you know, keep up with that, a website might then become become a good option because then at least you can, you know, recommend people go to your website and you have information there that, that they may be looking for. Um, I I don't think the website has to come first. Okay. Um, I would get through a couple of clutches, see how it goes, mm-hmm. and, and and then... You know, take your time. Like I said, I we started on a platform with a web developer and spent the money, and then realized that wait a minute, this is not going to work for me controlling it. Like I needed to have control over it, not not the company that we were going through. And um, I think you wanted to you want to know how you want your website to work, and then seek that platform that's going to fit your vision.
0: Carolyn, I want to thank you very much for coming on and sharing your experience. Uh, is there anything else you'd want to add that I haven't asked?
1: No, no, absolutely. I appreciate always having the time to talk with you and, and you know, get the, get the message out there to other people. I enjoy doing that. So thank you.
0: All right, then, Carolyn, I want to say thank you very much and have a good day. And we'll talk to you later. Thank you. You as well.